Hey, welcome to Marriage Monthly. We are Gabe and Melissa Kolstad, and we love to build healthy, lifelong marriages. That's what we're passionate about. We are excited that you're joining us for this monthly installment of hopefully inspiration, ideas, and fun that will help build your marriage. And so we're going to jump into today's episode. Here we go. Well, hello. Today we are talking about traditions are sexy. This is our November talk. And we were thinking about traditions because this is kind of the time where we have like uh, Halloween, Thanksgiving, Christmas, New Year's, all these things coming up. And so we were just thinking, well, how do we make those stick? Like traditions are like glue. And what we were thinking is that they bring you together and they help you stick together. And so as a kid, I'll share one story because this is my favorite. My mom passed away 14 years ago, but my mom made the biggest deal out of Thanksgiving. It was like our big family thing. I mean, you were at lots of the Thanksgivings before my mom passed. Oh my goodness, we're talking, she wouldn't let anybody help. She did the whole shebang herself. We would always start out with the Macy's Day Parade, remember? That was like the first thing. And the big newspaper. Oh, no, no. The big newspaper was, this was, young people, you probably don't understand this. The ads. (laughs) But the ads from the newspapers for Black Friday, we would scour that thing for hours because it was literally like six inches thick, right? So we would look through that forever. And then my mom would have the big meal. We would go around the table and say what we were each thankful for. That was one of the traditions as well. And so we had so much fun on Thanksgiving. And there was always football, even though I'm not a football fan. But the football right. game was always on in the At afternoon. At least the sound of it. Yeah. At least the sound. I could hear the the yelling and screaming and touchdowns and things like that, even though I'm not into it. But one of my favorite things, and I just, I absolutely loved it. It was my favorite, favorite day of the year. So I'm going to give you a couple things that just stood out to me about traditions. And the first one is traditions give you something to look forward to. Hmm. I was thinking of Proverbs 29, 18, without a vision, people perish. And I was just thinking about, I know that's not exactly what it's talking about is marriage, but if you have nothing to look forward to, you kind of give up because mm-hmm. there's like nothing exciting next. And so traditions kind of fill that void. So that's fun. So we should plan events as a couple or as a family. And it's always fun to look ahead towards something. Always. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I know that's just kind of my personality, but I'm assuming that everybody wants something to look forward to. So it's important to me. Um, it helps you as a couple to bond, to be proactive. Um, I love looking forward to things. So it gives us stuff to talk about, to organize, to plan. Um, and it just brings you together. And so that's the first thing is traditions give you something to look forward to. And the second thing is traditions give you something to look back on. And this is helpful that's in good. dry or hard times. Um, sometimes we lose the drive to keep our marriages going and we need to look forward to something. And then we need to recreate the great times we had before. And this reminded me of Revelation 2, 5. And I know that Jesus is talking about a church here, but he says to this church that was falling away from him, do what you did at first. Hmm. And so to me, I was thinking, man, when marriages are kind of falling apart or you're kind of regressing, you're kind of bored, do what you did at first. What did you start doing when you were first together? What was the little fun traditions you did, little dates you did, little places you went, stuff like that. So that's what I was thinking. So when you feel like you're falling apart, do what you did at first. Build a stack of positive memories bigger than the stack of difficulties that you're facing right now. So make traditions that you can look forward to and have those memories in your back pocket that keep you solid and together, stuck together, keeps you happy as a couple. And you may be asking, well, what are some of your traditions? So I'm going to tell you some of our weird traditions. First of all, <laughs> since we just just had Halloween, Gabe's mom, we call her Mima, had yeah. the biggest Halloween parties always for the family. I mean, it was a big deal. She would make these crazy cakes, first of all, which were so much fun, usually involving um, caramel apples, 
Yeah. She always do the caramel apples. Remember hay rides when the kids were little, they'd all dress up to go to Mamaw's house. We'd do hay rides up and down their their gravel road. <laughs> Just some really, really fun stuff. So we love that. Christmas tree hunting after um, Thanksgiving. Okay, so the day after Thanksgiving, Gabe makes us go trick Christmas tree shopping. I hate it because I don't <laughs> like mud. I don't like we don't rain. Go Christmas tree shopping. We go Christmas tree hunting. Yeah, hunting. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, we can't just go to the store and no, buy no, no, one no, that no. I look at and say, that's pretty. Let's do that. No, we have to drag the entire family to a tree farm with a saw and find yeah. one in the middle of a tree farm and cut it down, yeah. put it on the top of the car and bring it home. Now, I love the tradition because it's a tra- my parents didn't do this tradition. So this is one that you brought yes. into the family. It's a little stressful and I'm usually on edge quite a bit. <laughs> but when I look back and I look at my tree, I'm like, oh, OK, that was cool. My favorite was last year because oh. what we did was uh, we went and we, we had this old pickup and we took it up oh, yeah. to this way out there farm. And we were looking for the biggest tree we could possibly get. And we ended up putting, I think it was a 21 foot tree yeah. in the back of this truck driving it back to the house and it was like you know this big floppy armed it had to be illegal tree, and it had to be it was like touching all the cars next to us as we're driving back <laughs> home and people were looking at this funny we but, had to trim it down pretty oh my gosh we had to trim it like got, so many times yeah. i think we got it down to 14 feet yeah. by the time we could totally, finally stick it in it the, was griswold yeah. all the it was way great. and that's what that whole event reminds me of but there's other stuff there's other other traditions apple picking in the fall tulip festival in the spring black friday shopping cyber monday's more of our style um, yeah, for sure. People make birthday cakes for Jesus at Christmas. Uh, we've gone down to see the Christmas ships on the Willamette. We're here in Portland, Oregon, so it's so much fun. Uh, barbecues, birthday barbecues, New Year's Eve party at my brother's every year. That's what we do. Um, read the Christmas story from Luke 2 every Christmas. My dad does it. Gabe does it. Mm-hmm. So I hear it two or three times, and I love it. Um Oh, there's so many good things. Oh, we go find Christmas lights every year between Thanksgiving and Christmas. We go find Peacock Lane or any place that does Christmas lights. Um, yeah, all that fun stuff. Uh, there's Super Bowl parties. There's yearly vacations. There's beach trip, overnighters to Bend and Seattle, all these kind of things. Since we live in Portland, that works for us. So make traditions. They bring you closer together. They're sexy. Yeah, they are. <laughs> I, I, I really like your points. And I think the idea of having something to look back on during those difficult times yeah. is really important because... You, it's, it's really about comparison in those difficult times. You're going like, wow, I don't like where we're at right now. Yeah. But if you did say, but we've been in better places and we know how to get back there, I think that's really, Seasons really important. Yeah. yeah, because the next season could, you know, the next season can bring dread or the next season could bring excitement if we're looking forward to something that we've enjoyed before. Yes. And we know that's going to pull us kind of up out of a lull. Mm-hmm. I think that's a really great point that you made there. So love it. Thanks. <laughs> um, now, I'm going to talk a little bit about kind of the opposite side of this. Melissa and I are wired as complete opposites. In fact, complete. just to be totally straight up, as she's sitting here talking about traditions and doing the same things over and over again, I'm just kind of like, oh, gosh, do the same thing over and over again. Except for the Christmas tree hunt. I love the Yeah, but it changes the size. We can make it bigger, oh, go to different things. Anyways, um, my I like variety. And so traditions don't in and of themselves draw me. What does is consistent family time and an opportunity to make a new you know, memory or have a new adventure. So I kind of have to come at it from a different angle. And if maybe you're like me and you like variety more than you like consistency, um, I think the idea would be, you know, insert a little bit like how can we spice this up? What can we do different this time to celebrate the same event or the same season? Um, but for me, you know, she's all about planning these things. I'm always thinking about how are we going to pay for these things? <laughs> I don't you think know? about that. Yeah. <laughs> Because, <laughs> you know, they, 
<laughs> like going, you know, on a little road trip. Like it sounds fun, but I'm like, well, gas is four dollars a gallon. You know, you're gonna stop all these times for big gulps and burritos and all this big stuff. Gulps. And you know, it's it adds up. And you, you know, I I tend to think about, well, okay, that's a seven hundred dollar idea. Uh, Who, where's that money gonna come from? You know. And uh, and so I want to just kind of talk a little about funding your traditions because that's an important piece to this. You know, there's the idea and then there's the funding. And uh, Melissa, by and large, is a more practical person than I am. But when it comes to the funding and the money, for some reason, that's kind of how we're wired. Like, I'm always thinking about, oh, I think I know how we could pay for this. So that's not my box. That's okay. (laughs) I like that box. Um, and so in Proverbs 27, 23, the Bible says, know the state of your flocks. This is Proverbs, uh, you know, Solomon talking about, mm-hmm. you know, really he's talking about a household and an industrious kind of business-minded household, thinking about how do you make sure you can keep the family healthy and have a legacy to pass down. And he goes, well, you need to know the state of your flocks. Of course, that was an agrarian culture. They were talking about a literal flock of sheep yeah. uh, and knowing like, how's everybody doing? How are all the sheep doing? I think we could, tr- you know, kind of decipher all that and transition it to, we got to know where we're at financially. We need to know the state of each family member. How are they doing emotionally? Maybe they need a tradition. Maybe, maybe mm-hmm. though we don't have a lot of money right now, maybe we need a memory right now. And that might be the, the case for some of you listening right now is that it's, we need to build a memory, you know? Um, and so it's about assessing the family's morale. I think that's the important thing. How do we assess our family's morale? And how do we assess our, uh, our capacity to build that morale? That's going to come down to money. Is that if we don't have money, you can't make memories. Uh, I mean, I know that we can say they can be cheap, but the, the bottom line is overall, even in cheap memory does require you to take time off work and you know there's there's sacrifices oh, yeah. involved in it and well, so especially if you have to find childcare and you're yeah. doing a couple's beach right. trip away once a year yeah yeah it all adds up and you do need to think about funding it so let me give you a few ideas that we've collected over the years things that have worked for us first of all would honestly be cutting expenses um Man, there's so many expenses we can cut. Even now, I look at some of the list of recurring subscriptions that we have, mm-hmm. and I'm always thinking about, do we chop that one? In fact, uh, recently we did cut one, and um, it was a pretty important one. But we were like, well, we can make the sacrifice because you know we want to kind of see how simply we could live in one area of our lives. And we realized it was too simple. We had to bring it back. <laughs> we didn't want to live without that subscription, but that's okay. You know, at least we tried. And I think it's important to be willing to go like, let's let's get as close to simplicity as we can, so we have margin. You know, in our case, we start with giving. We we just mm-hmm. go like, look, all it all comes from God. So we're gonna give. Off the top, you know, in our family, we believe in something called tithing, which is giving the first fruits, the first 10% of our income back to God. We add to that just because that's been our mm-hmm. growth over the years. We started out tithing. We've added that over the years. So, you know, we love to be generous, but that's that's the beginning for us is like we want to give and then we want to save. And so we think about give, save, and then spend. And so we've tried to live in our means, but actually well below our means. Yeah. We, we've lived consistently for the last 10, 15 years at about 70% of our income for our operating expenses as a family. I think it's, and, and on top of that, I was thinking about the subscri- subscriptions and things like that. It seems like we keep adding them. Like everybody keeps oh, adding, oh, yeah. let's add this, so let's add li-. Yeah, and we keep adding them, but then we never take anything away. Yeah. So the point is maybe look through your budget and your reoccurrence and be like, for sure. what are we not using? And what can we get? Because $10 here and there and here and there, oh. you can save yourself $50, $100 like it that. It adds up, it adds up. Yeah. 
up. And I think the, that's a really good point is that uh, you, you got to pay attention to your budget. I'm maybe a little bit obsessive. I look at this thing every single day and I look at our bank accounts every single day. I don't know why. I guess maybe I could just sleep better at night. But I don't <laughs> like little, I don't like surprises when it comes to finances because every surprise takes a family memory away. It takes our freedom away. And I don't like that. So I want to catch those things. You know, maybe somebody's billed you for something that was an error or, you know, you've got a fee coming you didn't know about that. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. it happens all the time. time. So, so I want to encourage you to cut expenses, look for where you can chop things down, live more simply so you can actually live more intentionally and be more relational with your family, make more memories, have more traditions. That's important. The other thing about budgeting is this. I'm a big fan of budgeting. And I think, um, I think a family needs a unified budget. I don't think there should necessarily be his money, her money. You know, I think we ought to look at this as though we're one, we're a team. We have one budget. We operate on one budget. Yeah, there might be different accounts. I don't even like Mm -hmm. that personally. I like a shared checking account. I think it keeps people together and having to communicate about expenses. But one budget helps us to make sure we're marching together. And I think the other piece to budgeting, here's what we've done over the years. We've equalized everything possible. I mean, even to the point where in the summer, we're paying the same amount for yeah. our gas bill mm-hmm. as we do in the winter. And the reason why is because then we can make sure that everything's equal. And then we, uh, we're we able to say, okay, then every month we also can put away this amount for memory making or for entertainment or for vacation, you know? And so it's equalized mm-hmm. and we can no handle surprises. it better. There's no surprises. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing that I find is helpful, we used to be paid every week. Mm-hmm. And so um, that was actually very easy budgeting. Now yeah. we're paid every other week. But still, every few months, we have one month where there's not two paychecks, there's three paychecks. Yeah, because of a fifth. Or whatever. Right. And yeah. so what we've done is, now this gets complicated, I won't get too into the weeds here. But when you take away your weekly cash expenses, you still have a rolling expense you can then safe, siphon off for a project or for a vacation or for Christmas, yeah, as an Christmas, example. Yeah, Christmas, that's what we usually do. So in the fall, we always have one month somewhere that has a little extra money in it. That's our Christmas money. Yep. And we just, that way we don't have to stress about it. We know it's taken care of and we just put that in a savings account. When Christmas happens, we pay off the Visa card, we're done so with it. So essentially we're on a four-week budget. Yeah. And then the uh, yeah, fifth exactly. is candy. Fifth, or <laughs> now it's a weird, you know, two paychecks a month, but once in a while there's a thir- third. Yeah. So, but the same idea is if you pay close enough attention, you're going to find extra money. And as Dave Ramsey says, put a name to every dollar. And I think memory should have a place in that. So I want to encourage you to be a little more diligent, a little more aware of where your money's going. Mm-hmm direct more of it to traditions and memories. I think that's really important. Um, The other thing is finding extra money. You know, like uh, if you are one of those families that um, once in a while you have a change in your insurance, you're going to get a rebate check from your insurance company. (laughs) What do you do with that rebate check? Do you go like, uh, just wash it into the checking account, you know, and then just sort of disappears and everything? Or do you go, oh, let's put that in savings for our memory fund, our tradition Mm -hmm. fund? You know, you could have something like that. Uh, side hustles, side jobs, man, Melissa got a side job last year. And if it wasn't for that, we wouldn't have the money that we do currently have to go help our son who's getting married in Italy, um, in In next year. Mm -hmm. And we're going to be able to go travel over there. We're helping with the wedding expenses, but it was really all because she took on an extra side job. It was temporary and, uh, and, and it put enough money in our pocket to go, Ooh, good. We can save. Now we gave off of it. We saved off of it, but then we were able to go now let's also, uh, be able to bless with it and bless ourselves and our family with it too. So side hustles, yeah, which is absolutely helping our daughter with college. 
um, I've got, I, I always have something going on the side. And so I'm helping <laughs> other pastors and church leaders and stuff on the side and, you know, just generating some income that way as well. Yeah. Um, tax returns. Tax returns are great. Now, if you have them, and I know that not everybody does, <laughs> but generally we do. You know, if you're getting a little extra from something like that, don't count on it for living expenses. Count on it for uh, memory expenses. You know, count on it for enrichment expenses and put that toward these next trips, That's next right. memories, next traditions, you know, that you might have. Uh, selling stuff. This has been a big one for us. When we you when you go... <laughs> You know, in fact, um, I got like freaked out this week. We had too much stuff in our attic and I was like oh, having boy. a yeah, coronary. And so I asked our kids, I was like, guys, <laughs> meet me, you know, in the evening. We got to go through all this stuff and I got to clean up the attic because it's driving me crazy. And so we got all the stuff down and there was this cooler that has like a plug-in. And I was like, just give it to Goodwill. And Melissa said, no, 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 let's try to sell it. Yeah. Because <laughs> I want to use that money for Italy. And I was like, okay, that's, you know, I mean, we might get 25 bucks, 40 or 50 bucks or something. And that, that's going to go towards something, you know, so you can find everybody money there. Yeah, everybody does. Um, and the last one I'll just mention is air miles. Um, we're big fans oh, of yes, air miles. Yes. And it's the concept is reward miles from a credit card. Again, if you've got a credit card, our advice would be paid off at the end of every month. Every month Do yeah. not carry a balance. On a credit card, consumer spending is the most foolish spending possible. Consumer credit, the most foolish credit possible because it crack, it racks up so much interest. But when you can find a good rewards card mm-hmm. and get those miles, um, we're going to actually pay for our family uh, to go from New York to Italy next year. But we're going to get free tickets from Portland to New York. Uh, through air miles. Mm-hmm. And that's how we've done this many, many times oh, because yeah. Every time. you're saving thousands <laughs> of dollars that way just yep. to, you know, by racking up air miles. And so if you plan in advance for a big memory, a big tradition, uh, maybe it's Christmas for you or something like that. Um, you can just go like, Hey, we're going to, we're going to do all these expenses on this very good rewards card that yeah. has a low annual fee and, um, and gives you lots of rewards. And then we're going to put that toward something that we can do as a tradition or as a memory. You know, mm-hmm. those are just things we found to fund it. Uh, well, and Expedia too. We always yeah. use Expedia for all of our travel. Yeah, so because of that, we get points off. Lots like of we Expedia get free points. hotels all the time yeah. from that. So. Yeah. So all of these things can add up. And I think that uh, the idea would be, let's get as inventive and as creative and as proactive and aggressive yes. as we can about this aspect of our marriage and family life which would be creating those traditions that really keep bonding us together. Mm -hmm. So now, Melissa's an idea factory uh, when it comes to this. So I wanted her to talk a little bit about where do you even get these ideas? Well, in closing, I just wanted to mention a few things. So people always say like, where do you get the idea to go do that or go here and see that? Or how'd you hear about that? I would just say the first thing is from people you look up to that know how to have fun. Huh. I mean, that's my number one is I watch certain people. I won't name them, but there's like three or four families, couples that I know that are always doing some cool stuff and I'm tuned into them. I'm like, where are they at? What are they doing? Where are they going? That kind of thing. Also social media. Um, I was on social media two weeks ago and my friend Heather posted this thing about a pirate adventure in Sherwood. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I gotta go check that out. So we find stuff all the time on social media. Also Google, we Google everything. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm talking like events this weekend, live music, local Christmas lights, anything you can think of that you're curious about that you want to make maybe a memory or a tradition um, through the holidays, especially coming up here, Google it. Um, brainstorm as a couple. Mm-hmm. Like, what are some traditions we want to do? Where do we want to go? What do we want to see together? Um, brainstorm as a family. What do your kids want to go see this Christmas? Where do they want to go? What's cool to them? 
Look at your kid's school calendar. I remember when we had little kids, we did very intentional things with the school. There's like bingo night. There's a dance. There's a cultural fair. There's these things that we did every year. Gabe mm-hmm. and I would always run the snack bar at the cultural <laughs> fair at Arrow House Elementary. And we did it for years Yeah, because our kids were there for like 11 years between yep. all three of them. So it was so much fun. Also, um, we volunteer at the football games at Loa High School um, at the concession stands. I mean, it's just fun. That's just a fun thing we do every year. Um, brainstorm. Uh, oh, ch- church calendar. That's my last one. Church calendar. Man, this one's important because you have, like we just had a pumpkin extravaganza, which is like yeah. a thing we do every year. Come to those kind of things. Go to your local church fun things that they do. There's ladies' nights and men's nights and parties and Super Bowl parties. Um, we have a decorate the church thing we do every year. And it's really fun because there's this one couple, Leah and Valentine, they mm-hmm. show up every year at the at the decoration day. What do we call it? Deck, Deck the, the halls. halls. Yeah. Every year. They love it. I don't, but they love it. <laughs> and I think it's so cute. They do it as a couple every year. And they yeah, come, they make great. the church pretty, and that's yeah. kind of their thing. So you know, I mean, it's just fun to make traditions. It's fun to do that kind of stuff. And those are some of our ideas. And uh, yeah, or you can just shoot me an email and I'll answer your questions. <laughs> awesome. Melissa at westsidemail.com. Yeah, feel All free. right. All right. Cool. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for joining us for this. Uh, we want to encourage you about next month, which would be uh, next month, we're going to talk about how do you make Christmas about Christ? Because yes. Christmas, you know, can be about so many other things, but it's supposed to be about Christ. Mm-hmm. So join us as we dive into that deep next month. Yes. Thanks so much for joining us for today's episode of Marriage Monthly. We want to ask you if you would subscribe yes. to this podcast and share it with three people that you know three. that might also enjoy uh, this content and it might help build their marriage. We are passionate about building healthy, lifelong marriages. And we want to thank you for being part of this podcast.